Oh, my stomach rumbling. I got to find something to eat. What's this new place? This new restaurant. I've never seen this place before. Let me go in here. Hello? Uh, hello? Wow, my first customer. Oh, I'm the first? Yeah, welcome to the grand opening of Shorty Doo-Wops. Shorty, Shorty Doo-Wops. This is a lovely name. Where, where, where does it come from? comes from Sunset Park, Brooklyn. My name is Phyllis. I'm the owner of this restaurant, and I just always had this dream of coming down to this beautiful island and opening up a restaurant of indeterminate origin. Oh, well, that's nice. We don't really want more people like you down here, but it's so nice that you thought to come down here with your restaurant. Well, you know, I, I put on my SPF 100 sunscreen, and I thought it would just be a, a great time to really share my culture and my cuisine with the people of St. Croix. All right. Well, I've been working real hard out in that sun. I wanna, I've been working my fingers to the bone. What can I get to eat here? Oh, well, I got something that'll cool you down real quick. How about a big old plate of borscht? Borscht? What big old plate of what what is that? Yeah, it's just it's like a cold beet soup. Here, let me get some out for you. And then uh how much sour cream do you want? Sour cream and beet soup. Let me soup? just get a big scoop right here. Oh there no, 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 no. Take yeah. that back. Take that back. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. I need something oh, with okay. a little bit more meat on it. I need some oh. some, some meat on it. What do you got? What do you got with meat? It sounds on like it? you're talking about some beef stroganoff. Beef stroganoff. Never heard these words before in my life. What, what, beef oh. stroganoff? What is that? Like, yeah, it's just like my grandma used to make from the hamburger helper box. The hamburger helper box. Wait, wait, move your head. Move your head. Is that? Is that hamburger helper in the back? I'm looking right at the yeah. boxes. He's helping me. That's the name of the brand. They're they're helpers. Yeah, he helping know? nothing around here. What, what, oh. what else you got? Maybe What are you making from? From scratch, from real, real things that came out the earth. Before you go, we got some yummy, delicious pierogies that I just got out of the oven. Pierogies? I mean, the microwave. Where you come with all these words I never heard my entire life? Pierogies? You got beef stroganoff from out the hamburger helper out the box I could get at the Don't forget the borscht. You, you, you take the borscht. Uh, leave the cannoli. I'm out of here. All right. More borscht for me. I apologize to any Caribbean person. I'm so sorry. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And we we got a movie that I'm not quite sure what happened in it. It is <laughs> it is ostensibly a sports film, but like it's such a weird film. We're we're talking about Sunset Park, which is like I was just looking it up because I was like, this is basically Eddie in high school, and then yeah, Eddie without the business aspects. But Eddie also came out the same year this movie came out in nineteen ninety six. So it's that old. Yeah, these movies came out the same. I don't know like how far apart they came out, but it's like more or less the same film swap. Whoopi Gold for for Rhea Perlman, and you got. 
and a and a and a and a filled up Madison Square Garden with an empty one. Yeah, that, yeah. There's, <laughs> Madison Square Garden is in both, and yep. like, I guess yeah, you get like actual NBA players in Eddie, and you get you get yeah, you get Fredro. <laughs> <laughs> we got Fredro and Terrence Howard. Yeah. So, uh, as you can tell, it's just us this week. Yeah. Um, OG we, recipe. Uh, we're we're talking about Sunset Park. Which is again one of these movies that we would just kind of pull off our list uh, when we're like, I don't, I don't know if anybody's ever going to pick this one. And I mean, I don't know. Like, I have heard the name of the movie before, <laughs> and I knew it was a basketball movie, but like, it's not one that I ever remember anybody like talking about. But yes. is it is it a movie that people like? Or have reverence for? I don't think. I think it's a one of those movies where it's it, it's it's like it happened. We all know it <laughs> happened because it's not like a collective uh, hallucination. <laughs> but it's one of those movies you're like, oh, a basketball movie like Sunset Park, and then we like don't continue the conversation any forward after yeah. we mention the movie. It's one of those deals. I mean, if it. It does feel like a fever dream. I'm I'm curious about how you're going to do this five minutes, just because I watched it. The editing of this movie is crazy. Oh like it God. feels like they, not even like edited it out of order. I think they just filmed scenes and then whatever they had, they had to put it together. They put it together some way because we'll we'll talk about the inconsistency of a lot of this. But oh yeah, this again is a movie that stars Rhea Perlman. Um, it also stars Frederick Starr. It's one of the first appearances of Terrence Howard in a movie. I would love it's to one know of the his first appearance. His earlier roles. I mean, we can look that up right now as we talk. We can actually. Um, but yeah, it's it's billed as a sports comedy. I don't know if I believe that well, um, comedy. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I guess Dead Presidents, if you want to count, because yeah. there's. Dead Presidents. But Dead Presidents is 95, and this is 96. So, I mean, they're just a year apart. Because um, the only two credits he has on film before that are Lotto Land and Who's the Man. Who's the and, Man? And Who's the Man? He's just customer. Ooh. So, I feel like this is one of his first, like, big starring roles. I don't know when it was filmed. Like, if this was filmed before or after. Um, He's also was on... A couple of TV shows, so he was on The Jacksons and American Dream as Jackie Jackson. Oh, yeah. and uh, It was as easy as ABC. <laughs> <laughs> he did an episode of Living Single uh, in 1994. Sure, why not? On an episode of Family Matters in 94 as well. So That tracks. You know, it's on the way up. Yeah, but this is kind of... I mean, he like he's it's, it's so weird him being in the movie, because he kind of is literally just... In the movie, in to the, the movie. point where you're just like, oh, that's Terrence Howard. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, just come on screen. Just, oh, it's Terrence Howard. Yeah, you wouldn't you know? think twice. But, I mean, because obviously he looks like himself, but it's also like <laughs> um, just doing Terrence Howard things. Like, his character really was just like, why don't you Terrence just Howard. be Terrence Howard? <laughs> but we'll throw <laughs> you some, some weed on the side. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm struggling to figure out interesting things to say about this one it's rough and we're gonna get there you know because this like you said well we spoke earlier before we recorded this and you said to me quote unquote it's giving me nothing yeah i mean it really it it literally is what it looks like yeah 
It is by the numbers. It is like a team goes to the big championship. That is the movie. Right. But we, we can get, get into the details of it with the five minutes here. Yeah. Well, I guess last last thing, we'll just give you some stats on the movie directed sure. by uh, Steve Gomer. Um, written by three white people. Uh, oh. <laughs> but, Multiple uh, names and they couldn't get it right. M- most notably, Seth Z.V. Rosenfeld, who is a playwright. And then did some film as well. And produced by Rhea Perlman's husband, Danny DeVito. Mm. Um, so a little bit I mean, of nepotism there for you. Yeah, we love you, Danny. This was not yeah. a good investment. This wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it grossed ten million dollars at the box office. I can't find the budget. I can't imagine there really was one. And probably the most expensive thing was renting Madison Square Garden for. I'm, I gotta long say, they I'm needed like, to shoot, but, and not people. Madison no. Square Garden blew them out their budget because there's not no, a yeah. soul in that audience. It's enough, the same people who probably have been in every other shot of the movie oh yeah and they were just like well this is all we have so were you a working extra in 1996 you were in this shot right i mean even the the high school games though there's barely anybody on the stand so it's it's kind of a it's rough very bizarre but anyways let's uh get into this five minutes and see if it takes you five minutes i'd be surprised but (laughs) we'll, we'll find out all right let's hope it doesn't all right Three, two, one, go. The time is 1996. The place, Sunset Park, Brooklyn, New York. We meet Phyllis Soroka, who is a, you know, just chilling, a PE PE teacher at Sunset Park High School in Brooklyn, New York. And she's got these dreams, these lofty goals of opening a restaurant on St. Croix, because that's what the people of St. Croix want is... Her restaurant. <laughs> so we 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 meet Phyllis and we see that she's like down on her luck. A couple of boyfriends have run out on her. The last one having stolen uh, stuff out of his her apartment or maybe taken his things. You know, we're not here. We're not here to pass judgment or you know cast assertions. But that's what happened. Um, so she's looking for a little bit of extra cash. Uh, so she's teaching classes and she sees uh, that there's an ad for. Uh, the basketball coach for, you know, take up some extra hours, coach the basketball team. So she goes to the first practice. She shows up and there's the team is we got, we got various, te- we got various players. We got Fredro as shorty doo-wop. Yep. We got Terrence as spaceman. Yep. We got uh busy B. Right. We got butter. Wait, uh, but no. also, uh, also, they all come with their, they all come with their own specific quirk. So, Shorty Doo-Wop is, you know, that's Fredro. So, of course, he's doing dirt in the streets. We'll get right. to that later. There's Terrence Howard, who is spaceman. So he's kind of whacked out, but whacked out because he's smoking that wacky tobacco. He's smoking right. that weed in the back of the bus. That weed. Uh, that, <laughs> that weed, man. Uh, we got. Uh, we got Busy B, who's like the young. He's like the freshman, I would guess. He's like the freshman on the team, and he's always playing like crazy. D, his hands are everywhere. You know, his his mm-hmm. arms are flailing everywhere. Yeah, uh, he's he's not really a coordinated kid. We got uh, we got Butter, who's the ladies' man. Every time, literally every scene in the locker room, <laughs> we meet Butter, and he's talking about some lady he spit game to or something like that. Yeah, and then we got Drano. Who is he's you know the, the handsome guy on the team? He's got a great set shot, 
he's got a great three pointer, but every time he gets the ball, he freaks out and he passes it to another he's, player. He's Ben so he Simmons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but we said it. Yeah. Um, and that's the team. So you know, Phyllis walks into you know into practice, and you know they're. She doesn't know a technical foul from her from her foot, from her left foot. So, you know, she's just watching the game. She's watching them play. They kind of stink, but they're not bad. They obviously got some talent. And Shorty Duop takes up his mantle as being, like, the de facto leader. So he's like, you know, Phyllis, I'm going to coach the team. I'm going to set practices. I'm going to do all that. And she's basically going to lie back and, like, chill, you know, watch mm-hmm. these guys play games. And... As she goes on and practices, she realizes that that's probably not going to work because, you know, there's not dissension amongst the teammates, but, you know, you're taking orders from one of your friends. And so the rest of the team kind of go gets a little, you know, out of sorts with it. And it doesn't really, like, match up. So we come to the first game. First game, they, uh, they actually win the first game by a buzzer beater, by a one-point buzzer beater. Uh, but it had nothing to do with Phyllis because she's like I said couldn't tell a foul from a left foot so she's still she's still out of sorts but they happen to win the game she goes back into the locker room and they're sad she's like why are you guys sad and Shorty Doo-Wop goes hey we won this game and we won the first game last year but we also went 1 and 15 last year mm-hmm. so it was o- it was over before it started so she's like we're not gonna have any of that so she decides to what get some like Knicks game film, start watching a couple games, taking so. a couple notes, I guess. Uh, she starts, and, and you know they go they go the next couple games. And by the way, all these games are either buzzer beaters or foul shot winners or like every stereotypical basketball win in the book. Yep. Like they they never win a game with like more than three points as a deficit. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they keep so they keep winning. They keep winning. The game go and literally this is how the movie is structured because the movie is just like they're winning. They're doing well. We got a montage of them shooting hoops and they're doing mm-hmm. okay. And we get we see her watching game footage. We see her, you know, trying to look on a couple dates. They're just like basic, basic montages. But then we get these we're treated to these scenes of inner city uh sadness, I guess. Oh, okay. I was like wondering where that sentence was gonna go. <laughs> well, first off, we got Busy B, who was just out minding his business, literally, literally just walking home, and blam, he got shot. He got shot, so he's in the hospital. Busy B, who whose mom comes to all the games, she, the only mom, parent who comes to the games, the only parent who is present at any games, has to go to the hospital to like nurse her son back to health. So Phyllis and the gang go to you know. Get uh, hopefully get busy, be back in good spirits. You know he's he's all right. It's just a flesh wound. He happens to know the uh, what the difference in caliber of the gun. That if it was yeah. a twenty two, it would have it would have split up in his body and did some more damage. But since it was a what a fifty, something like that, something like a thirty seven. It was a thirty seven. It went straight through. So he's great. That's terrible, but also uh, the movie treats it like it's you know a flesh wound. <laughs> literally he's like he's just in the hospital i went to visit him every now and then that's what players say so they're winning games they're still winning games even though they got busy be out uh i guess uh there was uh spaceman's that's five for real for real 
Keep going. Right. <laughs> there was Spaceman's flare up when he wanted to kill his teacher for making fun of his braids. He wanted to stab him with a hunting knife. <laughs> That's a huge fucking knife he has in his hand. Uh, he's, yeah, he's got a big old Bowie knife and he's ready to like stab up his teacher. Phyllis decides to intercept this and make the teacher apologize to him. And it's as simple as that. He apologizes. Yeah. She, Terrence throws away, the, puts away the knife. And the movie treats it like this really like tough moment, but it's like it's it's laughable. It's honestly laughable. What's he going to do it's, with that huge fucking knife? It's crazy. I mean, just the way that Terrence Howard acts that scene where he Ugh. comes in and like the camera. It's the, it's maybe the only clever direction in the film because they don't they show do him the, at first. The mislead, and, yeah, yeah, and then they zoom out and then you see that he's got this huge knife. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's actually. I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh. I am, but this. <laughs> I am laughing. It's, we got inner city crocodile Dundee yeah, out right. here about to stab up his teacher. Um, so we got that moment also as well. Also, they're still winning games. They're still winning games. Uh, 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 you know, so 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 says the movie. Right. Uh, Busy B ends up back. You know, he's back uh, in the good graces of the team. You know, he's healed up. But Shorty Doo-Wop's got his own trouble to deal with because apparently he was on parole this whole time. Sure was. He was, he was on parole this whole so time. So was Spaceman. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Doing drugs or dealing them. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so Shorty Doo-Wop's on probation. He ends up getting in a little bit of trouble. And Phyllis is like, I'll solve this. I'll actually get involved. So she hires her uh, lawyer friend to defend him in court lawyer friend and and phyllis's testimony happens to get uh shorty doo-wop off of his charges uh the judge lets him go yep turns out he did the dirt for real and lied did to phyllis. he did that shit <laughs> lied to phyllis's face even though none of this matters because the movie doesn't care because well and, they're winning and don't forget how why he gets upset at phyllis when they're having that random meal oh, together. Oh, wait. They're also, yes. So Shorty Duop and Phyllis, since they're co-coaching the team, they're also co-mingling outside of school hours and going out to hang out. So that's also, it's like, it's not grooming and it's not supposed to be like treated as such, but yeah. it looks like these niggas is going out on dates. It's weird. <laughs> it's fucking weird. So they go to a restaurant one night and, uh, I guess is that the, that's also the scene where he confesses, right? He confesses. No, this is the scene where he asks her, "What's it like to be white?" And then yes. um, they have a very bizarre conversation about and then whiteness. She reveals that she's going to leave the team to go to Saint Croix, and he gets upset. And this is when he starts acting out. He pays the bill, also by yeah. the way. <laughs> he pays the bill. Yeah, so he he starts acting out. He's he's a little mad, but it turns out the team wins the, that game that night. And they get to go to they get to go to playoffs at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So they go to Madison Square Garden off of a apparently undefeated season or something like that. They're I like guess fifteen and three or something. I think that's is what insane. Fifteen and three. They actually say the record. Yeah. I did not catch the record. It made me. It, it honestly made me think that they won every game going into this. I mean, they won just about. Yeah, they were <laughs> they were killing it. Saying that they were fifteen and one the previous season too, which is just like mm. what the fuck. So, all right. So they go to so they go to championships. Shorty Duop's a little mad. 
Also because uh, well, in sure the previous game... Off, he's been kicked off the team. He's been kicked off the team, but also he got benched during the previous scene Yeah, for, you know, his flare-up. The most also... ridiculous 360 layup attempt I've ever seen. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nick Young didn't even do something as dumb as that in the game. Dog. Like, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> he just threw it up and it just, like, entered a new set of gravity or something like that. So either way. Uh, Shorty Duop got benched. Also, he's mad at the he's mad at the teacher for benching him and for being white and wanted to go to St. Croix, I guess. And mad uh, at some girl who was like playing him. Oh, playing him get... for uh, Gary Dordan, <laughs> the dude yeah. who was uh, Freddie's boyfriend on A Different World. Yeah. Who is like literally still in that like the the dread state? He he literally looked he wa- like he walked off the set of A Different I'm sure World he did. and like pulled up in the jeep and was like, "Yo, this is me now." Yeah, let me so, get this high school girl, even though I'm clearly, like, in my 20s. 40s. <laughs> <laughs> I like in, the, game in the movie, I think he's supposed to be in his 20s. Yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah. In, in real life, yeah, he's probably, like, 40-something. <laughs> well, well, it's, it's basically Shorty Duop's down bad. You know, he lost his girl. Yeah. He, he, he lost the head position on the team. He's off the team. Uh, but all is made well because he just uh, this homework assignment – that Phyllis had assigned everybody to bring a quote, an inspirational quote from a basketball player. They finally, after like not doing it for such a long time, they decided yeah. to do it by quoting each other or quoting random yeah. people or just saying things themselves, which is not really a you know the assignment that she assigned. And she's but, like, you, you know, guys. She yeah, she she laughs. We all have a good laugh. <laughs> the sitcom music plays, and they all end up on the same team, just going straight up into the championships. So we finally get to Madison Square Garden. We get the final showdown between them and Washington Heights High. Again, it's a buzzer beater game. There's like no fucking intrigue the entire game. It's like well, it's, the, it's the same thing that's happened a couple times where they're like losing by a lot and then they decide they come to back after represent. The you know oh, what yes. I mean? And that's oh. all it takes, and they make a mean comeback. Yeah, yeah. They oh man, they you know they do their inspirational rap. To each other in the in the locker room, and they come back, and they almost win the game, but then they don't because they give it to Drano at the last minute, who's supposed to sink it, but then he misses well, it. Well, they run a shit play, and then he just gets that like swatted out the gym, dog. Like that they're was doing, like they're doing that. Uh, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> who showed up to the showed up to the huddle, like fuck y'all. Yeah, I don't care. Know? Just pass it to me, and I'll shoot it. Well, like he like should have pump fake really, and then he just. He just shot the ball and got fucking denied wow. crazy yeah. at the end of the game. Like so, it's embarrassing. I mean, they deserve that L, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they deserve to lose the game. But what happens after they lose the game, Cameron? <laughs> Literally, like the game ends. They don't even stick around for like the ceremony or nothing like that. No. Only like, by the way, only like four or five members of the team exit the game. Because Phyllis is just like, all right, I got to hop on the one train and leave. Shorty Duop, <laughs> Shorty Duop is like, you know what, Teach? Thanks for teaching me. And yeah. she's like, sure, I did my best. No, she's like, pull your goddamn pants up and turn your oh. hat around. And he's it's like, their, it's, their li- <laughs> it's their little joke together that they their pull your respectability damn pants up and turn joke. your hat around. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's literally the end of the movie. She might as well fucking stopped and frisked him, dog. <laughs> <She was> just... <laughs> And that's Sunset Park, y'all. It's it's not much to it. It's not a whole lot going on here. Well, it's it's a 
film, I guess. But it's a we, movie. We, 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 it's literally like black kids are black yeah. and white women are white. Oh, well, let's hit the music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- before we get to anything in terms of Rhea Perlman or the white savioriness of the film, this movie is absurd. It's like it's so strange and bad. I when I started watching, it, I was watching it late last night to start, and like I had to stop and go back a few times because I thought I was falling asleep. Like I thought I was missing things, and then I would rewind it and be like, "Oh no, they just skipped that. They, like, just, they just cut ahead." explain like in the beginning of the movie right yeah, it starts let's, off let's go let's start it starts start off from the start with, <laughs> it starts off with them like yo yeah new coach is like you know he used to play college basketball yada yada and then we cut to them not having a coach and i was like at all what what happened to that coach did he get fired or did they like skip ahead a year or what i don't understand they introduce the plot point and then forget about it within seconds I, it was very confusing. <laughs> then, like the the rhythm of the film is like inexplicable because it's not one of those where it's just like we're building up to a big rivalry or like yep. there's any like inherent drama in the season. They just kind of like practice. They just practice and play, play a game, and then like a random scene is cut in between. So it's just like there's really no. It feels like interstitial like scenes making up the entirety of the film like there's no actual like i told you i didn't even know what their record was man like i honestly just assumed they won every game going into it well it like the premise of the film so i mean we compared it to eddie and eddie is like already an absurd movie because (laughs) whoopi goldberg wins a contest to be the assistant coach of the knicks yeah and then ends up becoming the head coach because people just love eddie i guess i don't know people love eddie yeah <laughs> gotta love eddie but real problem in this movie gets the job because she signs up to do it like yeah. i i don't want to think that's how that works like i don't think there's a there's a yeah. sign-up sheet to be the head coach of a high school basketball team like even yeah, if intramurals team... are like specific <laughs> Well, but it's like the school team. It's not just like fucking around basketball club after hours. Like it's the basketball club. It's like the team. Like the club, just a team. (laughs) It's the official team of the school. So like, if there's because the what what the movie kind of like alludes to is that she's getting a significant pay bump of some kind to coach the team i don't yeah, know if yeah, it's she's like getting some extra scratch yeah i don't know if it's like a lot of money but it's enough to make it worth it to her to go through I, all of this trouble so like i thought they said it was 250 dollars. i don't whatever it is there there's not like a d2 d3 <laughs> g- guy bumming around the neighborhood in brooklyn that's like i'll coach a team for an extra 200 something dollars <laughs> you know what i mean because because the whole thing is like it's unclear in the beginning, if these kids know that she doesn't know shit about basketball, like she doesn't say, let's go score a touchdown or get a hole and run. Yeah, she like doesn't do shit she, like that. But like, yeah, she's not fully messed up, but she which, does not know basketball like at all. Like to at the all. point where it's just like they're making it almost like a joke or she's just like, do what you did last year. And like, you know, trying to play it off like she knows what she's doing, but like she doesn't know anything 
so like she's like do what we practice and i'm like y'all just scrimmaged that's it like you don't have any plays like there's nothing you're not making up plays you're not uh trying to figure out stats or anything like that no no, no. so and it's and they do a thing where i i'm pretty sure that the coach can call a timeout but she keeps asking the kids to call timeouts that, <laughs> like, that was so fucking weird i don't uh maybe maybe it's i don't know it's been a while since i played high school basketball but i'm pretty sure if the coach wanted to call a timeout that's like they could do that their job to do that <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like yeah all of the because i guess getting to real Portman's character right like you probably got to classify her as a reluctant white savior Oh yeah, just because she seemingly like didn't. It's so weird because like she wanted to be the coach to save up money right. to go open a restaurant in Saint Croix, which one like for what? Uh, <laughs> to to sell all that cuisine that we saw her cook, right? Well, she like is it at the end of the movie? She's like, I don't even know how to cook, so I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. It's this dream because it's oh my it, God. And Why Saint do I Croix, have to care about your story? Saint Croix is such a specific destination. Yes, and I was like, is, "Is something happening that I need to know about?" Because we we get we get a sense mm. that the man that left her was black. Yeah. And so, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and then she's got <laughs> that weird relationship with Fredro, and so like I don't know what's happening is she just moving to st Croix because she's like trying to reverse stella got her groove back or something or like i don't <laughs> understand <laughs> what the implication of that is but th- but then <laughs> she's like because even like i don't know how much she's making a year but like extra 250 dollars nothing per Drop game yeah. per i don't i don't know where that money what <laughs> public school at public school, I'm gonna say 250 for the year. So, so a hundred, an extra 250 dollars for the year, uh, which is not where I mean, I don't even know what that. How many? Not even in is that like money? Is that's that? not even a dollar an hour. That's like, <laughs> I, mean, like I don't. Own that's it. a crazy. Uh, okay, so let's say she, <laughs> whatever she's making extra on top of that, she's gonna take that to go open the restaurant. But like yeah. she. I guess grows to care about these kids, but it does the thing that a lot of these movies also have done, which is as soon as there's anything relatively interesting or like approaching some kind of issue or problem, like immediately solved. You know what I mean? Like spaceman comes to school with a knife immediately solves that issue, right? Like in the same scene, kids are failing off the team immediately solves that issue. Right. Like, or doesn't care about it. What the failing off the team that was like, did she care about getting? Making she was homework? just like, "You tutor him, you go to class." That was her solution, right? Like, oh, and that scene is horrible with the math. Yeah, the, I that this chicken box cost this much. Oh, well, and then the extra five is the hotel. Well, That's literally, funny. literally, they're talking about chickens because Butter tells a ridiculous story about going down oh, south yeah. somewhere and like having to buy a girl buy a, a live chicken in order as to- a dowry. <laughs> yeah, to like get her to sleep with him. I don't understand yeah. that scene either. But like all, so all of these scenes are like these kids have problems. Rhea Perlman doesn't even like solve the problem in so much as like empower them to get like, over do it the themselves. Problem? She just like gets yeah. it out of the way. 
Like, it just so happens (laughs) that he learns algebra. It just so happens that uh, Busy B, like, heals up from a wound that didn't destroy him or kill him. Well, and even in that, right, like, Busy B is shown to be the worst player on the team. He gets shot, comes back and plays, like, right after he's recovered, and he's like... A fucking Harlem Globetrotter. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's he's catching multiple steals and just throwing like crazy passes. He hitting game winning shots. It's just game like, winning shot. This guy game. was like Fredro told her explicitly at the beginning. He doesn't play. Don't play Don't him. Play him. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's like Stephon he Marbury. Sh- like I don't got- know what the fuck happened. <laughs> what what was what was it? The, yeah, what was it those bullets? What's like, in them bullets? <laughs> can I get sh- can I get shot? <laughs> and then it's the same thing, right? Like um Terrence Howard's spaceman like gets subbed into the game and yep. then all of a sudden is oh, also killing it. Yeah, and but then, he's killing it in his weird I'm um, super stone way, like I he's killing like, people for yeah, it's like steals. Dennis Rodman or something like that. And then like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Like, he gets fouled at the end of the game, and one of the kids is like, oh, he's the worst free throw shooter on the team. So, of course, he hits both free throws. He hits both of them. <laughs> so, he's 100% this game? Cool. Right? You know what I mean? But it's just like, they're, they're setting up problems, and then immediately it's, like, solved. It's yeah. either solved or magically solved. Right. And so, like, there's no tension in the movie. At Even all. the idea that she's going to leave, which is such a weird, because it's like... Why would how- he get mad enough to... A, pay the bill. <laughs> and B, <laughs> pay the teacher's bill and then walk out on her. But also, how old are these kids? Because nigga, like, Are you going to be a senior forever? That's what I'm saying. I don't understand what is upsetting him because it's like, I didn't think that he was, maybe he's a junior. I don't know. But it's Go to like, college, nigga. Damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it seemed like he was going to leave soon. So it's just I know, like. But you cr- he, he's crying. He cried. Yeah. Well. He cried. Let's 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 go back and talk about that scene specifically because I was like, "What is going on?" This movie is the dramatic tension of the movie, by the way. This movie not about race for the first however many minutes, right? Like they don't talk about it, they don't make fun of her for being a white woman. It's not nope. brought up really at all. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Fredro's like, "Why are you white?" <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, 1,000%, I was eating popcorn. I was eating popcorn. I had to tell you this. I was eating popcorn while I was watching the movie, and then I got to that scene, and I missed my mouth because it like <laughs> it caught me that far off guard where he was like, what, what, why are you white? <laughs> what's, or what, what's it like to be white? And I was like, why are we talking about this? It It comes out of nowhere and is like, Rhea Perlman's even just like, huh? Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Why, why are we talking about this now? And then they have this just bizarre ongoing conversation about, well, how many black people live in your oh, building? Yeah. Well, how oh many white people God. live in your building? Well, like, what? <laughs> Which is like the least solve, well, not solve racism, but it's like, it doesn't even like actually investigate the subject they're talking about. They're just like talking about like, do you know black people? Well, do you know black people? Well, do you know black people? Right. And they just course, go back and yes. forth. And then finally she's like oh also i'm gonna move to saint Croix," and that's when like the whole thing breaks down but it's just he cries yeah out of nowhere they're just like oh yeah like she's white we should probably like do something with that 
And then <laughs> we should make that work for us. <laughs> and then they just because then it never really even comes up again. Nope. Like it's just kind of like that one minute of the movie. They're just like, here's the race conversation of this it's film. So strange because the movie is obviously supposed to be about like race relations in Brooklyn, New York, or in a city or in an urban setting, right? Yes, I, I don't know. And Sunset Park is not even like the blackest place he, they could be in New York. Washington Heights is blacker than that. Yeah, and that's why they won. <laughs> Damn. Um, but yeah, like Sunset Park is like a Russian neighborhood. What are you doing? Like it's, it's like an Eastern European neighborhood mostly. What are you doing? It's yeah, it's very strange because even even like the school itself is kind of like not even yeah. a thing in the movie. Like the school, honestly, like they do the thing where they like set the scene at the top of the movie, like lots of uh, backpacks going through the metal yeah. detector, lots of shots of like security guards and seeing the guns and seeing like people walking around. But like you know, it's a cold, gritty New York morning, and like, yeah. but it, but it, what does that do? But like, just show you like any public school in America, honestly. They do that, and then even like the principal just comes in and is like, these kids are failing. My God. Like and the, then she's uh, like, well, give me a minute. And he's like, all right, you got a minute. And then we never see him again. Ever. Like, and she's, that was his day. She, she is, as as the movie is, I guess, telling us, but not showing us, like the most winningest basketball coach in the history of the school. That's you know what I mean? And he's not like, good job with the team, you know, but hey, we got to get these kids grades up. Or even like a lot of principals may have even done in that situation where it's like hey i know these kids are failing don't worry about it we'll take care of that because you guys yeah, are winning as as basketball winning games. Games. <laughs> yeah, you <know? laughs> yeah you just keep on winning them games i'm gonna make sure them a's happen <laughs> but it's just like no like dramatic tension out of nowhere get these kids grades up and then again doesn't show up again there's like random there's a random guy who like is heckling the team for 90 oh, percent yeah. of the movie and then at guy the end Tory. of the movie he's like Hey, I believe in y'all. Like, keep playing Yo, hard. That was so crazy. And it's not even, like, for a laugh or it's for, like, a specific thing. It's literally, like, he was heckling them literally every game. And then he shows up at Madison Square Garden, like, y'all can do it. I'm like, nigga, what? It's just full Rob Schneider from The Waterboy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> for no reason. It. You know? Because it's like, he, does he even go to the school? I don't know. He's a grown man. This guy Tori, he's on in he's on like amateur night at the Apollo, bro. Like that's a grown human. So like I don't even what relationship does he have to anybody here? I he don't black. know. He's right. black. Like that's the movie though. That's the way it treats it. Like literally, black people show up and they're like, "Oh, what's it like to be in his shoes?" <laughs> <laughs> like who can who cares? It's like it doesn't. None of the people matter on the team. They're all like stereotypes. They're all like basic. Mm-hmm. They're they're all caricatures of people that probably exist maybe or but they honestly yeah. sound like a parody of like they sound like a parody of this type of movie right well, yeah i mean this is that that's more general and we can get to that later but that's what the how this movie plays out and that's like the hugest problem with it is that it feels like the whole time it feels like a parody of other movies like it but not even because like it's not doing funny. anything to well no it's not funny <laughs> the, the, you mean the comedy sunset park right it's not funny at all but it's also not doing anything i mean yeah you have Rhea Perlman, who is like a very funny comedian and like you're yeah. not doing anything with her but also it's like 
knowing that this was written by a playwright makes sense because I could see this as a play of some sort. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how you'd get the basketball in there, but like the characters very much feel like characters from a play, you know, because they yeah, all have like their little caricatures. like, yeah, they have their little quirky thing that they do. And like, you know, there's these weird dramatic moments that everybody gets, but right. nobody is like, not even a, a person. You know what I mean? But nobody's like, a person. Like Butter is just like the dude who tries to get girls. Yeah, but it's like they—they're not even an interesting collection of people, right? Like it's not like a a team that you're just like, oh man, like how are these kids going to coexist? Or like, oh, you know, this kid has not even like a struggle going on in so much mm-hmm. as like you know, black plight, like he's poor, or his mom is like on drugs, or you know, something like that. But I expected that. <laughs> But more so just like, oh, he's got like a rich, interesting inner life. You know what I mean? Like something's going on with him. I wonder what it is. They just kind of all, like we said, show up. Things happen to them, but those things are immediately resolved. So you don't even get a chance to wonder if that's going to be like something that's going to, you know, like, oh, man, this kid's failing, you know, science. Is he going to be able to get that A in time to play in the championship game? No, he's got an A. No, he, you know he'll, he'll get that A. Don't worry about it. You know. And like even so here's here's another just crazy editing mistake. I don't know if this is what sure. I don't I I really don't know what happens here. But like <laughs> Rhea Perlman gets drunk at a bar and then mm-hmm. stumbles down the street. Oh yeah. Fredro oh. is like at her home, which I don't know how he knows where she lives because I don't think he's ever been there before. Because they're they're dating, my nigga. They're I, well, <laughs> you know, subtext, I guess. But he's there with a forty ounce on her stoop. On her stoop. He's drunk. She's drunk. They literally get into a physical altercation. Like she yes. tackles him. And they're like yelling because he's like, I don't have shit. You know, my life is over. I don't have nothing, man. But we back on the basketball team, coach, you know, and she's like, <laughs> fuck you. I don't want you on the team anymore. You know, you're, you're done. You're whatever. Cut to the next scene. They're on the bus. All the kids are like, yo, we should ask her, like, is she going to be the coach next year? And then we pan all the way to the front. And Shorty Duop is just on the bus. On the bus. And then he's just playing basketball. Like he's on the, you know what I mean? And there's, there was no scene after that where it was like, hey, guys, you know, should we take a vote? Should Shorty be on the team again? Should or, it be a decision from anyone that he plays on the team again? You know, or, or he like shows up and he's like, you know, doing all the extra things, you know, yeah, maybe to like, like wearing his good graces back towels on the team. Or, yeah, like no, he's just back balls. on the team. He's sitting front seat, <laughs> but and he's just like, mad. He's but just I was mad. like, did I miss again? Did I miss something? Like, did I was there a scene cut out of this movie that like explains why he's back on the team? He's just back on the team. This movie doesn't give a shit about <laughs> that. <laughs> that's the craziest thing. I mean, again, general conversation. We'll get to it later. But that's just like the vibe. Literally, editing mistakes writ large, though. But I, that's what I'm asking. Like, is it an editing mistake, or is that what they intended to do? It's just. But I not think you're supposed explain. to infer. I think you're supposed to infer literally off of his mad face, because like all you see is that he's mugging, and then when they get to the game and he's pl- or he's like while he's sitting on the side before he plays, he's mugging. No, he starts. He starts the game. He, <laughs> he starts just, in that game. Yes, he dude. Just I watched plays. this yesterday. This is how 
bad this movie is, y'all. He makes a speech in the locker room about like how sorry he is and like how much he loves everybody. And again, I was thinking, oh yeah, oh, everybody daps him up. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh okay, so he's like you know apologizing. He's gonna come and like sit on the bench and like support the team. No, he's playing. No, he's like playing. he just starts yeah. playing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> how did this go from him like passed out on her stoop, drunk <laughs> to like being the starting point guard for a championship high school team? You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make any sense. So I think that's just like this movie being. I I you know I'm not gonna infer because even trying to look stuff up I'm gonna be honest there's not really a lot of behind the scenes of any behind the scenes because like there's not a lot to this movie and I'm taking that as like this was just something to do you know tax write off like it just feels like when you watch it it feels like it's a thing that just happened yeah like it doesn't it feel like anybody in the movie has any I don't know uh, like personal connection to their roles or anything maybe the closest is like terrence howard because he's like a little weird sure like his role feels like he's like got to play it a little weird but other than that i don't feel like anybody in this movie has like any emotional attachment to their character they're just like oh these little lines and i was supposed to be a youth in the city right having people up shooting them free throws and then like that's literally like the vibe for like 90 goddamn minutes well, it's weird too because I was I was certain that it was going to be like based on a true story or like yes. like based on a book or like, you know like or, something yeah, like that. Yeah, based on my time in the in the inner city public school system or No. None of that. This is an original idea that somebody had. That's the worst part is that like And it's not an original idea because Eddie came out the same years. <laughs> Because I think the thing is like it's empty too. She's a woman, and that's the 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 curve to the movie. Okay, okay, but that's Eddie. That's what well, that's what I'm saying for one. But two, it's like it it's it feels like it's supposed to be one of these odd couple. Oh, you wouldn't believe you know these two people forming a friendship. You know, definitely trying to couple them up, right? But it's just like. I don't know what to believe because you're not really telling me anything, you know? So like, I guess they, you know, there's a scene where they both go to not even a Bruce Lee film. It's some karate Uh, action film. Yeah. And she just like heckles them because he doesn't know it's them. And then they turn around and they all have a laugh about it. But she's like low key racist. (laughs) <laughs> She's what did like, she i don't forgot what she called them specifically i don't know it was she called it, them little assholes or something i was gonna like say that. it might as well have been spooks but <laughs> <she was, laughs> there's just like a weird because there's that weird ongoing respectable respectability politics like pull your pants up turn your hat around like she says it multiple times but it's well, like that's her, the narrative of the movie at least that's like what i got from like white people's inter interactions with black people in this movie like specifically maybe that that little joke that little inside joke that they had and also like terrence howard's interaction with his teacher like which was so weird right because like it comes up out of nowhere and it's just to illustrate that white people don't understand black people's hair and then he's got to go through the lengths of killing him with a bowie knife (laughs) to explain himself (laughs) to explain himself and he like gives the tearful like 
Science is my favorite subject. Oh, that and was the, the kicker. Oh. And then the teacher was like, oh, man, I'm sorry, kid. I don't remember your name. I know, yeah. right? Here's the also here's the wackest response to that. He's like, I will take note of that. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, he just said you're like his favorite subject. That doesn't like warm your heart, nigga. Damn. Like No, he's like, I guess I'll take that into consideration. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this Bowie Knight will <laughs> warm Get your, your heart. black ass in this. <laughs> <laughs> Sit so, over there, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just that over and over again, though. So I don't really know. Yeah. You, you you said you want to talk about the generalness of it all. So what is it that you? Yeah, I wanted to talk about get the, into. Yeah, this movie is just like the the largest problem is the ease at which it just feels that it can take all these like stereotypes, for lack of a better word. But honestly, like these are people's lives. You know, people do experience violence like that on mm-hmm. a day-to-day basis have you know experiences like this and it takes this movie and it distills them down to just like moments moments that have no consequence to anything in the movie or in these people's lives so what do you think that makes people feel because honestly at the end of the day and this is a uh this is more of a cosmic uh conversation i'm i'm leading to sure. uh Movies are meant to make you feel things, right? Like, mm-hmm. you go to a movie, it's supposed to make you laugh, it's supposed to make you cry, it's supposed to make you feel something, right? Now, if you take the everyday lives of people who actually do live around these violences, do live around uh, this kind of, kind of scenario day-to-day, you know, surrounded by drugs or surrounded by violence or things like that, and you distill them down to moments that don't even have any consequence in their lives, like things that like they can get shot and laugh about it later. Yeah. That's showing me the people who created this movie, the people who wrote this movie and directed this movie. That's how they see the interiority of black lives. Sure. And, th- and that's what worries me with movies like this. Because. Well, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I, I think that is so much of it when you see specifically their quote unquote camaraderie in the locker room. Right. You know, it's just a lot of right. just like. This is what black kids talk about, you know, when they're, you know, like Butter's whole thing about all the girls and like, you know, Spaceman's whole thing about just being a dry. I mean, there's, again, what I assumed is supposed to be comedy. I don't know who gave him the direction for it, but they're on the bus and like Terrence Howard, like just literally sinks down into the seat. (laughs) It's hilarious. (laughs) And then you just see a puff of smoke come up. That was the one laugh for me in the movie. If it was a comedy, that's the one time I laughed. Yeah. And I Just was like, to like the sink, the straight sink down and... I could see that being a Terrence Howard, like, just just doing whatever. Because I'm sure that the direction on the set was just like, what do y'all want to do today? What y'all want to do? Y'all want... You can smoke this blunt if you want. He's sure, like, I'm going to turn that into my character now. If I want. <laughs> I came in with this. <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> oh man i mean i kind of feel like that's what's going on though because like Mm -hmm. the fact that he smokes weed has nothing to do with nothing like he smokes weed and like tackles a guy during one of the games and like laughs about it and that's supposed to be like weird well there because again shorty doo-wop says something about like he's got to stay mellow because he's got an anger issue oh he got an anger out or something so like oh yeah and then you see him get angry like yeah 
but it's just like he's the kooky like funny character in a movie that is not very funny (laughs) yeah and i don't know if they're trying to give him like a darker edge like on purpose or if they just don't understand like how heartbreaking his character is in actuality <laughs> in real because life, they just that he had to smoke weed in high school to keep mellow enough yeah. to like not stab people with bowie knives yeah because they use him as comedic like relief he's supposed to be the funny one on the team but is right. constantly just like getting into these really intense situations so i don't know what the thinking behind that is but i do i do agree though because i think so much of what you see between these characters is like none of them ever talk about life beyond the team or basketball like there's really never conversations between them about what they want to do after school or like what their families are like or Mm. even just like experiences they have outside of this particular group you know what i mean and so like so much of it is just them haha you know we're black on the basketball team this guy's gonna rap now we're gonna like rapping they're dapping (laughs) each other up they're like you know just joking around in the locker room haha and and that's every time we see them like every time we see them they're doing either something and it's always specific to their characters like butter's always talking about girls yeah like uh uh terrence howard is always talking about like or not even talking he's just like quiet well because here's the thing too right like there's other players on the team right there's a whole nother five people on that team (laughs) (laughs) it's got real community vibes where it's like it's just the study group and then everybody else just exists around them because like what there's also magnitude pop pop (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well it's like because there's two or three kids that i have seen from time to time at they least were there. on the bench or wherever and i'm just like do you have a name are you they, why are you are you just here to fill out this roster of kids they like, agree or disagree with things in the group setting yeah because <laughs> yeah in reality it's like there can't only be six seven kids all this basketball team you know what i mean like just that's just like it literally won't work yeah like from a from a sense of most rosters are 12 but even if right. you are like all right you know public school we can we got 10 uniforms or something Boom. like that I yeah don't know, you know what i mean but it's like six six to seven kids not even like in any kind of conceivable roster construction when it's like oh like here's the tall kids here's like the smaller quicker kids here's like they're all just of of size i guess (laughs) (laughs) they're they're various children they're various black youths there's enough of them to fill out a team i guess but they like don't even play specific positions they just play whatever is like whatever's clever at the moment well let's take a minute to talk about the basketball in this movie which is let's do that because I, we've seen now the Arab there. We've yes. seen uh, white man can't white man jump. can't jump. And was there another basketball movie? No, we had uh, Mr. We had Mr. Baseball. We had Mr. Baseball. Yeah, but of of the basketball movies we've seen, this is definitely the worst basketball the worst. because it's just like oh no, because we had um, oh Finding uh, Forster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Finding Forster. Yeah. So 
you know, like we're back, fi- we're back. <laughs> Fighting Force there was just like Gus Van Zandt, just like vibes, just like I think this is how you play this word. <laughs> but that was actually at least the, like to go back to the feel thing it was like it felt like basketball though. Well, like when like, when they played in Fighting Force, I was like, yeah. Know, all right, y'all look like y'all making some plays. Y'all look like y'all actually play for a team. Well, it felt like a performance because it was just like it would be like two people playing basketball against true, each true, other, you true, know, like true. in a in a team. And what they weren't playing one on one, they were just like just them dribbling it, against it, each it, other, you know, like <laughs> them against the world, right? You know, and then the Arab there was just like, yeah, whatever, you know, that nigga got hops. <laughs> do do whatever dumb shit Kevin Bacon's talking about. With his crossover, and yeah, then, with like, his magic crossover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least he had a magic crossover. Like nobody even had the magic no. crossover. Like uh, Drano basically had the had the three pointer, but he fucked the three pointer up at the. The well, one moment you're not supposed to fuck up the three pointer. Yeah, well, they like because they passed it to him too late, and he was already being covered. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know, but it it is I'm, like watching the worst pickup basketball game at the park imaginable because like they're just doing shit that's just like how are you on this team you know what i mean like they're throwing a championship team they're throwing the ball at the rim in ways that are just like that's that was never going in like that was even a shot with the magic of editing well not even that because like it's all the shots they miss right like butter takes like crazy shots oh that crazy when he's like you know, trying to impress these girls and like Fredro, like again, does the most insane, yes. <laughs> like you know what I mean, around the like, around the back, not like J.R. Smith level, just like I'm gonna like <laughs> try to do some shit you shouldn't do in a basketball. Have game. you seen me? <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm me. If you were trying to impress a girl, make the shot. One, yeah, that's sure. that's the to start, but also like do <laughs> that's something literally that, all you had to do. Do something you could conceivably do though, right? Because he right. was trying to do something that was like, I don't think that's I don't think you have the facilities for that. <laughs> actually, <laughs> you know what? It looked like he could have actually made the shot. It's just like I think he was supposed to make mess up for the movie, but well, it looked like supposed- I think he did the mess up. Like, oh, wow, here's the. Well, but he like bounces the ball and then tries to do a three sixty and lay it in, yeah. but like throws it almost over the Way. backboard, and it's yeah. just like you aren't coordinated. <laughs> <laughs> like this is and busy be supposed to far? be busy be supposed to be the uncoordinated one, and he's the one like doing all the like crazy moves. Got a so, steal like, and and the rebound. Yeah, good. so I don't really understand. Even like the filming of the the ba- and then really literally all of it was layups, right? Like every oh, yeah. every score in one of these games is like a fast break layup, or like, Drano. <laughs> yeah, right. There's so, only two kind of shots that they have in this game. It's the layup yeah. or Drano, because it's like sh- white man can't jump, right? You know what I mean? Like as much as they filmed, you know, because they had to keep doing it because they wanted it to really be uh, Wesley. And, um, and Woody and Woody like hitting the shot. So like there was a lot of takes of them missing the shots, but you I'm know, sure. like, at least it looked like they were like competent basketball players. Like these kids, I was like, how did y'all win? I mean, that's why they didn't show us 15 games because they, <laughs> every game they played looked like they should have lost by 20, you know, but somehow they're winning all of these games by one point. 
Yeah. <laughs> but one, I swear to God, like, as a device, as a plot device, they use the butt of the beater at least three times in this movie. And and mostly the same way, you know what I yeah. mean? Like They even do the whole tension break, like, oh my God, they're one point down or they're two points down. Yeah. There's five seconds left. They have one play left. Oh, they hit it. Oh my God. Like, Come on, and and before the like forty minute mark in the movie too, like you've already exhausted the buzzer beater at that point. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. I don't know, dog. If I lost to this team, I would be upset. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Goofy ass kids. The somehow. coach doesn't even know what a technical foul is. I mean, that's what's so wild is they. Her coaching style isn't even like like some what, dumb yeah, shit. What is she, it? Well, it like it's not even some dumb shit where she's like, "Well, I I'm the English teacher, so like I I coach through poetry, you know, yeah, or like something I, I use like Shakespeare that." To, to coach, you know, it's just like do better. <laughs> That's her Bare coaching minimum. philosophy. She's like, "Butter, I'd fuck you. You don't have to worry about these girls watching you in the stands." Shorty, do up. I will. I will pay for dinner. <laughs> if you make this shot, you know, like that, she just she she individually multiple times throughout the movie calls a timeout or like subs a kid out to have a conversation with him, but it's not like, hey, here's a useful thing that I'm observing in this basketball game that will help you do better. It's like, I think you're pretty swell. Go out and hoop, <laughs> and they're like, "I got it, coach." <laughs> you know got I mean? it, coach. And then they dunk the basketball <laughs> on somebody. Because it's like if you're if you are a basketball coach of like any acumen, and this woman out coaches you, not knowing a goddamn thing, watching Nick's basketball, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and she's somehow now well, an expert. Well, well it's- she was watching like Patrick Ewing. She was watching Patrick. '90s Knicks, but they ain't watching shit. '90s. Okay, so, all right. Damn, damn. This is this is coming from a Bulls fan. So. All right, yeah, wow. Okay. The last yeah. time we were good as well, and we. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Mm. It's been a. Minute, I think that was but... about to say that's the last year. Just, hey, uh... we, we got six of them things though. So. <laughs> <laughs> but sound like you took that personally. <laughs> But even if she is watching Dick's basketball, again, it's not like she's like, yo, I saw John Starks do this last night. You should do yeah, that, not too. Even, not it's even just close. like, oh, you know what? I like your haircut. Go out and score some hoops. Literally, <laughs> it's just shots of her in her bed, like, and Patrick Ewing scores. And she goes like, yeah. Yeah, he did score. She's like, write that down. <laughs> write it's that like, look that up. bucket. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you doing? So that's the thing. It's It's... It's already stretching believability, you know, that this woman who, because that's like, make her uh, ex, you know, college basketball player or, because that's, because that's even the thing, right? Something. They're, they, they are seemingly trying to lead into a woman could never coach, you know, but that, but that's not even a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's kind of sort of a problem, maybe one time. One time. When the the referee is like. You know, gives her a technical foul because she's or because he's respecting her. Yeah. yeah, and you could tell like the referee is like this woman doesn't know anything about basketball, yeah. which is sexist but also correct because she does yeah. not know anything about basketball. It's like it's like you want to be real. He's like, yeah, yeah, it is sexist, but she's also bad at her job. 
Right. I mean, like, fuck that guy, but also, like, he is correct in assuming that she doesn't know anything about this. She doesn't. But then at the end of the game, when they win, she, like, gives him a look, like, and look at what we did there. And he goes, like, that white woman was right. I sure have egg on my face. (laughs) So that's the thing. It's like, give her, if if we're trying to lean into that at all in some way, like, then, yeah, make it make it so that she's an actually like a very accomplished ex, you know, college basketball player. And all yeah. the kids on the team are like, you don't know shit coach. Cause you're a woman. And she's like, well, watch this. And she's, you know, right. She could three like, pointers or, you know, doing all kinds of other shit, but right. she could have been like, and that, that's not even a hard, throw some trophies in her office or something like that. Yeah. And give her a, give her a Jersey from back in the day. And boom, you got me convinced. Cause she earns the respect of the team by not quitting. Instilling Basically. them with self confidence. <laughs> I guess not even because she just, it's not as bad as Music of the Heart, right? She's not just yelling okay, at them yeah, for yeah. like the whole time, but she is very much just like, let pull us up make your pants. that distinction. Let us yeah. make that distinction at least that it's not Music of the Heart where she's like, yeah, disciplining them into being better players. Yeah. She's literally just like, you're swell. You're a good kid. Now yeah. Dunk a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Because <laughs> she's like, yeah, you're all going to go to class here. You're not going to play. And, like, you're going to do, which is, like, her job, I think. Bruh. <laughs> <like>, Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Not even, like, tough discipline. Just, like, I think what you're supposed to do as the coach of the team is make sure your kids go to class and don't fail. Fam, but... I asked this movie, what, <laughs> at least 12 times while watching it. I was like, what are you, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like the the homework assignment was so corny. Like gave him a quote, and then they even were like, "You know what? We're not even going to listen to you." When it comes down to it, because right, right, wasn't the homework assignment like you get the quote or you don't play? Yeah. And they played her, and she was like, "Oh, you guys!" And right. they played the game anyway. Because it's supposed to be again a moment of her like, I don't even know if it's bonding, but like definitely like endearing herself to them and vice versa, but. I don't think she actually gave a shit about anybody but Shorty. Maybe and then Shorty do up lied to her, (laughs) lied to her face. That was my way. He was like, and I fucking lied to you, and I was like, and I lied on the stand, nigga. (laughs) Well played, French. (laughs) (laughs) Double jeopardy, double jeopardy. You'll never get me. You'll never get me. Well, oh, oh, can we? Can we? can we also touch on this movie's final moment, which was, like I said earlier, I thought we were going to get the uh, Faith Evans, are we hopeful for today, the twist of verse. Oh, sure. But instead, <laughs> what we got was a Fredro rap. About his character? Basically was the cliff notes <laughs> on his character. <laughs> and then I lied on the stand and I told her something my dick. <laughs> like... I was fucking on the floor when this movie gave me a here's what we just watched rap. Yeah. And during the Madison Square Garden <laughs> hoop in your face. Hoop all up in your face. Hoop all in your face. This movie is rated R, y'all. <laughs> well, the opportunity like... was there for blood and violence. We never got no. to see Homeboy get shot. Well, it's weird because it's like it's a whole Miami Bay song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This movie about Brooklyn in '96. 
You know what I mean? Like you couldn't even get. I mean, you literally have Fredro from Onyx, you but like literally have rappers <laughs> in the movie. But like, I'll I'll look it up real quick because I was looking at the soundtrack and I was like, damn, it's kind of. I mean, I might listen. Oh, the to soundtrack's this. fire! By the way, the soundtrack went to number one. This is yeah. the research that I did. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack peaked at number one on the R and B hip hop albums chart and peaked at number four. On the Billboard 200, this was actually like a hit. It went platinum, y'all. This soundtrack went platinum. It's got a Tupac song. It's got High Till Till I Die. Yep. Um, It's got Mob Deep. It's got Queen Latifah. It's got. Yeah, Mob Deep. At least they were actually like New York artists. Yeah. Adina Howard, Onyx, Rayquan, and Groove Theories on this shit. They they didn't even make a whole album. They got Aaliyah, MC Light Jr., Mafia. You know what I mean? Like this is crazy. So it's like, oh, okay, you got legitimate songs on here. Like the soundtrack is pretty oh. good, but that hoop in your face by Quad hoop. City DJs, which I was like, this ain't Trick Daddy, is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is. I mean, it's it's more or less Jock Jams. I think is what they were going oh for. Oh my god, like there it is. Vibe. There it is. Yes, jock but jams. it's just like not a not a not a song that I think would go with a movie called Sunset Park, but also, like, way too long. Like it, They played the whole song each time. Yeah, the song plays for, like, a five-minute sequence. And the lyrics are, hoop in your face. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And hoop all in your face. <laughs> okay. All right, don't, don't, don't... Don't sell the Quad City DJs I'm, short you know, of their I, lyrical I prowess. Don't, I don't want to undersell... <laughs> the, <laughs> the quality of the song but it, yeah it's just such a like so, so many weird choices like that right where like yeah. they just kind of like here's a layup dog like what do you want to do i don't know if you have wu-tang clan money or whatever but like get something in there this is like a brooklyn based film which doesn't really involve brooklyn you know except for i guess if you think about Brooklyn as having crime. And I think that's what they wanted you to think about is like, it's so crazy. These kids live in a dangerous area, Brooklyn, New York. And like, that's by the oh. by the way, <laughs> again, sunset park is a mostly <laughs> Eastern European. Yeah. Uh, what there's a lot of Orthodox Jewish people down there. A lot of Russian Orthodox uh, people down there. A lot of Latino families families yeah if you want to do like if you want to do hoop all in your face with a gun in my face then you need to move this mo- you need to call this movie bed or crown heights yeah or you know brownsville you know you don't need to call it like oh the f train was down today oops <laughs> yeah oops all in your face <laughs> Yeah, this movie has no like uh, geological connection to Brooklyn. No, like no what whatsoever. I mean, like literally, what Clockers came out the year before this. Like, if we can, that's one of my many suggestions. One of thirty suggestions at the end. But uh, you could watch so many other movies that actually like have you know connection. I honestly, I don't know if I saw it, but one of the above ground trains looked like a Toronto train. I don't know if they yeah, shot half the shit. Know. You know, don't lie to me. Well, the thing is, too, it's like they didn't even like have a scene where, oh, you know, the the team isn't playing well. 
And then on the weekend, Rhea Perman like walks by and sees them all playing in the park. And she's like, oh, like play like that. You know what I mean? Like they're they're uptight because they're trying to do things that they don't normally do. But like, look at them all play together at this no park in Brooklyn. On the subway. Yeah. No, it's no, just like. No, no one day they happen to go into the city, you know, like, well, no. except for, you know, the end. But Too expensive. Can't too film expensive. that. Too expensive. Going to Manhattan. <laughs> but, uh, did you make the budget for this? <laughs> Well, I, I think before we move on, the last thing I want to talk about from the movie itself is Shorty Doo-Wop's letter that he writes <laughs> to his yeah. his love interest of choice, which I believe have the lines, if I had one wish, it wouldn't be taller or to be bigger, but you'd be my girl. <laughs> Which means that, like, the screenwriter heard, I wish I was a little bit taller. Yeah. I wish I was a baller. And was like, you know what? Hood poetry. Yeah. They wrote nigger a lot in the screenplay. <laughs> they really were going for it. And the 2B uh, captions were ER. Hard R. <laughs> mm, got that hard R. You know, there wasn't no nigga hanging out. No, no A's. No, no, We no. just hanging out, talking to my niggas. No. No. We were talking to my fellow niggers out here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's a wild letter. And it's, like, longer than it looks on camera. Like, the, the letter itself looks maybe, like, two or three stanzas. But she reads at least six. And, like, Rio Perlman is like, I would get with that. Immediately, it, it's re- so she reads it, but it's for the other girl. It's for his girl that he yeah. lost to Gary Dordan, the forty-year-old dude <laughs> in the jeep. But she reads it, and then so that also gives me like the weird vibe because if she's reading it, then we're reading it as her reading it, yeah. right? Which makes it feel like it's more for her than it is for the girl that's obviously gone. By the yeah. way, was, that girl is gone, Fredro. You got to no. move on. It's this movie does not know what it wants to be at any given point during its runtime. And then I mean I'm I I took their relationship on on the face, you know, is what the movie Did you really presented. you really went for the mentor but mentee thing? Now that I'm thinking about it, because then he does inexplicably in that random conversation they have in the diner admit his biggest secret to her is that he's a virgin, which I was also just like, Where did that come from? Why are we having this conversation? It's and it's literally just as wild and random as when he leaves off of you're going to St. Croix. Yeah. Like they're both just random facts that the like the script feels like we have to get to. Yeah. But the fact that he's a virgin doesn't matter. Does it matter? Does it I mean, I guess basketball? so, because they're try, they're trying to fuck, I think, is what the movie is is Miss the Phyllis. subtext. What they're trying to tell us, yeah. That perm looking really nice. It's looking yep. really juicy, Miss Phyllis. I'm thinking I want to put my hand all up in it. She's like, pull your pants down and turn your hat around. <laughs> turn your hat around and come over here. <laughs> what is going on in this movie? Um, well, let's get into the behind the scenes. And the behind the scenes are, there aren't any behind the scenes because I couldn't find any. This movie got made. I tried to look it up. I was like, let's hear an interview. Let's hear a, you know, retrospective. There was a 25-year anniversary recently that some random person hosted on Facebook Live that had everybody but Rhea Perlman in it, obviously. But uh, (laughs) 
I didn't watch. It was two hours. I was like, Wait, I don't is, that, is that like the <laughs> New Jack City live that's going around? Right oh, now? no, 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 no. This was like a Facebook live. Just like an interview, like a reunion of the cast. Oh, no. no uh, New no, Jack no. City live is a whole different thing, which I think <laughs> you might have to cover for us in person, Kevin. I feel you might like have to go I, see that. I might have to. <laughs> I got to see Flex's stage prowess. Mm, boy. <laughs> my god (laughs) um but back to the movie uh yeah i i I don't i i don't know anything other than like this is produced by jersey films which is the same uh production company that produced like jersey girl yeah you know uh it's danny devito's company so you got the danny devito directed movies you got like the war of the roses throw mama from the train yeah matilda the uh, one of my favorites, the classic "Death to Smoochie." Mm, yeah, "Death to Smoochie" is actually really fun. That's an underrated one. Yeah, underrated. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else we got? We got uh, Aaron Brockovich. These are hard hitting movies. We got we got Space Jam, also produced by Jersey Films in the same year. I think I think Rhea Perlman was like, "I want to act," and Danny DeVito was like, "I got you." I got you. I got you. You know, she's like, I want to be the star of a movie. He's like, all right, baby. You know, (laughs) whatever baby wants, baby gets. (laughs) And that's how Sunset Park happened because there's really no reason for this movie to exist. Specifically as a movie. Like, it could be a a TV movie or it could be like. And it would have been right at home as a TV movie, right? Yeah. Because you don't get any of the violence, any of the like the sexual injury, whatever that may be. But yeah. this is a rated R movie, which means like you know, there's gonna be some, some material in here. Yeah. Yet you get none of the intrigue of a rated R film. No. It, it's it's like a TV fourteen movie where I don't know. They say nigga a lot. Like <laughs> it. The vibes are off, y'all. The vibes yeah. are really off on this one. It's yeah. It's it's very confusing. Again, like just from an editing standpoint, I don't believe this movie was finished i think they just put together what was filmed and then we're like here we go i feel like i feel like there might even be an alternate version out there where they actually win the game because like it doesn't matter the shots is like no they they win they lose the game and then we don't even go back to the locker room we just be outside well we go yeah we go back to the locker room and she's like i'm coming back to coach next year we're gonna fucking kill those kids and destroy them and then yeah the end end of the movie is just like frederick stars like see you next year coach because like there's a weird like she says something he says something along the lines of like what happens now yeah and it's like Nigga, I don't know. It's <laughs> not the school year is not even over. Basketball ends in like February, bro. We so still like, got stuff to do. I got you, classes to teach. Yeah, you will see her next week. Yeah, literally <laughs> Monday morning. You're all going back to school. You know, so I I don't know. The uh, movie doesn't care, bro. The movie doesn't care. I think the only trivia I have for this is that in the scene where Fredro and Terrence Howard get into fight. Fredro accidentally hit Terrence Howard for real, and Terrence Howard was like gonna fuck him up. Um, yeah, so. sm- but he went back to his, his trailer and smoked a blunt. Yeah, he got he <laughs> finished that roach, and it was like, all right. <laughs> he went up to the director. He's like, it's for my character. Yeah, let's, let's go again. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, can you see straight? <laughs> well, I think I think we've kind of low key reimagined this movie a few times throughout, but like 
honestly, it's not essential. It's, it's it not doesn't have worth to be saving. Yeah, like it's one of these that you could swap for your apartment with a you know character of color and it wouldn't be a better movie because she still wouldn't have any real discernible character arc. You know what I mean? And like it would it would just be ca- um what's the one with Samuel Jackson where he coaches the basketball team? Coach Carter. Boom. Done. Yeah, I mean, kind of, you know. But again, without any of like all the interesting things they could have gotten into, whether it was like a gender thing with, you know, her like real permal Yeah. Like all the things she had to go through as as this woman coaching the men's basketball team, like that could have been interesting. Don't get into that. Uh, you know, could have tackled some real issues, you know, of with, urban plight. Yeah, of or just like being a, a teenager in the '90s, like all the things that were were going around and that kids were going through. Didn't get yeah. into any of that, um, nope. or even just made it a somewhat like funny and interesting and kind of like oddball basketball movie. But like, it's not even it's that. Not that. Like, it's very basic and on its face. So like. Yeah, it's scared of being any one of those three movies that you yeah. mentioned, which are already interesting just by you mentioning them. Right. That's the that's the sad part about this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, theoretically, sure, I guess there's a way to make this movie over, but like you don't have to because just there's... watch better movies. Yeah, watch Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you want if you to do want. that, <laughs> I think I saw Eddie in the theaters. I'm not even lying. If you want to see Larry Johnson. Attempt to act. Uh, (laughs) You can watch it. (laughs) That's a choice. Yeah, that is a choice. Well, let's get into our favorite game. Cameron, you you know how this goes. We're going to start with IMDb. (laughs) What do you think Sunset Park has? On IMDb? Yeah, out of 10. People can't like this movie. This is like, it's actually boring, y'all. Like, it's. Don't don't do it. Uh, IMDb, I'm going to say. I'm gonna say right in the middle. I'm gonna say five, five point oh. Five point nine. That's too much. That is probably more than <laughs> way more than this deserves. It That's needs... almost a six, guys. That's almost a six. Yeah, there's only like eight reviews for it that like people left. There's a one point seven thousand reviews like in total, but yeah. one of them says a really good, honest, completely uncorny hoop dreams like movie. Which Did you see Hoop Dreams? Yeah. It's not the same movie at all. <laughs> it ends with, I can honestly say I didn't want the film to end. It's a pity that there probably won't be any sequels. Is it? Is it a pity? I mean, what would a sequel even look like? Like, What, what do you want more of this? This movie is an hour and 39 minutes. I think they stretched to get there. I don't think what? there's <laughs> any other <laughs> extras that you could get into. So, Now, the sequel is she's in St. Croix. She's got a <laughs> restaurant. It's going so well. But Fredro writes her a just a just a deep, deeply felt letter that she gets. She says you gotta come back. School is in chaos. The only thing that can win win this school over is if we win a championship, Miss Phyllis. You gotta I thought you were gonna back. say that perm. <laughs> that perm. That, them sweet, sweet curls. <laughs> um. Well, let's go over to Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think this movie has? Out of a hundred percent. 5.9 on IMDb. Fuck. <laughs> it, it's not getting no more than 50%. That's so stupid. Uh, 45%. 13%. 13%. 
That's actually that's there it is. That that feels better. That feels better to me in my guts. There's only eight reviews. I mean, again, this is such a weird. It's like a thing. nothing burger yeah. of a movie. Roger Ebert says, Sunset Park begins with good intentions, and the cast manages some convincing moments together, but the movie never really gels. Um, and if you read the further review, he does also mention that all the things that we mentioned, where it's just like, this movie's edited weird. <laughs> this is kind of a strange film. So, uh, not doing too well there, but of course, we have to end with our favorite, Amazon.com. Out of five stars, what do you think it has? Four stars. Four out of five. You know, it's got almost five. It's got 4.7 out of five stars. 85% five-star ratings. Truly a classic that deserves more recognition. <laughs> Stop. Who said that? No one said that. Um, Chris Schinsling? Chris Schlinsling, you need yeah. to get off the cinema circuit. You need to get out. <laughs> well, you stick, stick to coding or whatever you do. Stick to whatever it is you do that is far away from movies as possible. 90s baby classic. This movie sparks nostalgia like no other. It reminds me of the hood guys I grew up with. I will always love it. The hood guys? You, that's a the bot, nigga. That's, a, <laughs> that's a ur, what is his name? Urban bot? Uh, Precious Detina? That's a bot. <laughs> Can, no, I don't know. A bot knows that Precious is definitely a hood name. Yeah. You could can, you can be Precious anybody and I would half buy it. Somebody also called it a top five favorite basketball film ever. Which is not um, even, I don't know. Yeah, have you seen, we've seen three basketball movies on this podcast, none of which would place Bruh. anywhere in that. Bruh, I'd watch Air Bud before I watch this movie again, dog. Like, give me, <laughs> let the dog hoop. <laughs> let the dog hoop, y'all. Let my nigga Air Bud drop 20 real quick. <laughs> We don't <laughs> busy B. We don't have busy B on the team. Who we got? Who we got. It's only one one guy who can play, boss. It's Bud. It's Buddy. I honestly think everybody would have dropped fifty on this team. Like he would've, everybody would have fucked him up. I don't Did think the they Rockabob could. baby. <laughs> Go to sleep, niggas. Literally barking on them. Yeah. Uh, I, bet, I bet you what, everybody would have let Draymond yeah. Green punk him like that. No. Hit him. They would have bit his ass. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. So, yeah, I guess we just we got to get to the caucasity for this one. Oh, there's yeah. there's three levels of caucasity, for those who don't yep. know. Uh, the first level of caucasity is shorts in the winter. Getting there. I, I, I'm seeing it in person now. I'm, I'm oh, witnessing yeah. it now. I've, I've been outside. Where it's it's way not way below shorts weather, but definitely underneath that dividing line of of sixty degrees. You know what I mean? You got once it. Once we're in the fifties, like I'll even give you like fifty five, maybe. People I'll give who, you fifty. People who run you, hot, yeah. Yeah, some people run hot. They got that Nordic blood in them. I get it. So sure, okay, you know, but like we've been way below. I was wearing a jacket. Bruh. With layers, you know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> my man was just outside in shorts. You know what I mean? Just knees out. Yeah, knees out, calves out, you know, sometimes I, even feet out if you got the sandals on. So Yes, some people, the Birkenstocks give yep. people, like, an extra boost to just, like, I don't know. I'm just, in, I'm just enabled. It's an endorphin thing. Maybe it's just, like, when people take a cold shower and it's just, like, it, it wakes you up. <laughs> I don't I don't understand go, it. Go to a bathhouse if you want that. <laughs> 
but this is not hurting me but definitely a curious decision it's strange that you think that anybody else would even begin to wonder why you have shorts on i feel like (laughs) if you're trying to have a conversation starter there's better ways to do that um (laughs) but (laughs) uh, but no harm is actually being done right what's the second level cam now, then you're touching my hair. The second level of Caucasian is you're touching my hair. Mm-hmm. You've, you, you're inquiring about my hair. You see these luscious locks, these curls. You're interested. You don't have them yourself. You just want to know what they're all about. You're probably not going to ask your friend. You're probably just going to go ahead and just like lay that hand on there. Just go ahead and touch it. And and then you, you, the problem there is that you know they don't realize it's, it's, it's an offense. Mm-hmm. Because why would I? Why would I grab your hair? Why would I touch anything on your person without no. asking you? Especially stuff that grows out of you. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> and that, that and that's a violence. That's a violence. That's yes. It, maybe it might not have meant the worst, but it definitely was the worst at the time. For sure. Uh, the third level of Caucasia this week is going to be Ooh. a first because it's not going to be a white person. It's going to be Kanye West. I, it's going to be Kanye West. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Because your boy Kanye doubled down this week. <laughs> well, first of all, because my man is, is cooning it up uh, out here on a, on a different level. That's the coon just... chip has been activated. It is, <laughs> it's, it's frying the motherboard, y'all. <laughs> I imagine it, it's like the nuclear codes. Or like they, they have it in the briefcase, the, just, coon, the, <laughs> the coonlier codes, nuke nuke coonlier, the coonlier codes. Uh, we'll work we're out working it. We'll work out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Your boy uh, is not doing well. Do not not doing well. Um, it's at this point. I don't even know if I would call it sad because it's no, willful. No. You know what I mean? Like he, he is doing this. Not necessarily on purpose in the sense of like he is a well person making lucid Bad decisions, yeah. but he is somebody who has definitely intentionally uh, taken himself out of reality, right? Like he's <laughs> he's living in his own created world where not only does he not suffer any consequences for his actions, but like he has surrounded himself by people who have no intention of actually helping him and getting him better so i mean i don't know how you could have missed it but this past two weeks kanye west a wore a shirt that said white lives matter at his fashion drop i don't know what yeah whatever he was doing yeah Um, because he's got fashion news that nobody cares about but then not not just him he had other black models wear the shirt as well oh he also had other black pundits Wear yeah. them, the the likes of Candace Owens, right? And you know, I don't know if and when I'd ever say this sentence, but shout out to Jaden Smith who was there <laughs> and said, "Nah, nigga, this ain't for me, dog. I'm <laughs> that a, ain't it. I'ma just get on a hit the SpongeBob. All right, I'm a, I'm a head out. Now. <laughs> I'm a, all right, I'm a head out, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> so then he turned around, and I I still haven't seen the actual instagram post but more or less made uh anti-semitic comments, comments and then doubled down on it 
by saying he was going to go DEFCON 3 on the Jews when I wake up. Yeah, and he said he was, <laughs> he was first of all, he was sleepy. Let's, let's analyze this. This is a rich text. He, anal- he, said, he said he was sleepy, and when he wakes up, he's going to go, quote, unquote, DEFCON 3 which is not what it is. It is yeah. DEFCON. Yeah. We all know that. Also, also, you know, DEFCON 3 is like the middle one. <laughs> DEFCON 3 is not even like top DEFCON, bro. Right. Like he was like, I'm sleepy, but when I wake up, I might whoop that ass. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Depending on the situation. And then... But, like, aren't we at DEFCON 3 right now? Like, isn't that like regular ass Tuesday? Yeah. And then had multiple instances, not only to walk it back, you know, but like, just, I don't know why people kept giving him platforms. Uh, so then he went on Tucker Carlson. Oh, you know why Tucker Carlson gave him that platform. You know why you know Tucker exactly Carlson. He's been on Fox News a couple of times, and each time it's more bizarre, just because the anchors on Fox News, A, have to act like they did not lose their minds when he said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Oof. So now they're celebrating him. When you know they're about to like go off on him not that long ago. But right. then on top of that, like you have to act like they listen to his music. <laughs> oh. That should have been what the interview was. It should have been like now on late registration on uh <laughs> on Touch the Sky. You 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 mentioned like what the fuck? Yeah, no, they don't know. I mean that's the thing. They know who he is, they don't know now one song. You know what I mean? So like they Listen have him crack on. music and get back to us. Yeah, they, <laughs> they're they're and and it's like one of those where now you know all the wraparound sunglasses crew are just like I love Kanye West and it's like oh, yeah. you ain't you know you, you no, don't know nothing. not a one so <laughs> yeah so he's gone and then he went on the shop and the shop had to basically pull the episode because he was saying mm-hmm. such crazy things um, and it even spilled out because it's Sarah Silverman went on twitter and was like nobody's nobody's taking up for the jews and then black people are like we've been doing that this whole time dog yeah, like, we've been black over people here. literally just like hit a twitter thread and said shut up girl the same for you <laughs> so you know even so, so much going on but mostly yeah kanye west just going full coon uh it's like it's yeah. like the uh <laughs> <laughs> Like Super Saiyan Coon, <laughs> Super like, Saiyan Coon. He yeah, got the blonde hair, but uh, yeah, no, <laughs> he's definitely a new a new level. I mean, Herschel Walker is trying; he's trying to catch up. But yeah, Kanye but Kanye is like, is like, you better, you better sit down. Yeah, I got yeah. this. I got this. It's, it's my time to coon. <laughs> so, <laughs> they fighting it out. I mean, they might as well have a celebrity death match. I'd, I'd watch that. Herschel Walker versus yeah. Kanye West. I would watch that. <laughs> That's the versus I want to see. Make it happen, oh my Swiss. God, that, Make it happen, Swiss. That'd be. I don't know if we could do that. <laughs> I don't know if we could legally do that. <laughs> Go rap for rap. <laughs> Go outrageous but, statement for outrageous statement, <laughs> and just see who gets more absurd and crazy first. Are you? Are you? Your pro choice? Well, I have like forty of your babies right here. <laughs> Are they just airing each other's dirt out? Is that what's happening? Yeah, that's the verses. Is literally just airing each other's dirt out in front oh, okay. of everybody, and we all watch with popcorn. That's not a tap dancing contest, or like a or a shuffling, <laughs> <laughs> shuffle it off. a shuffle off. I got a real mean soft shoe. Uh... 
<laughs> oh my god <laughs> the caucasity is killing me but i mean you can infer from what we've been talking about it's the ultimate level this is yeah. just like you're hurting black people on purpose and people of color on purpose and yeah. all kinds of people on purpose like do you know exactly what you're doing kanye maybe isn't fully in charge of his faculties but he's mm-hmm. definitely not having lucid moments where he's like damn yeah i didn't mean to say that or that came out the wrong way it's like no i actually meant that and more (laughs) you didn't you didn't let me finish my sentence i I wasn't done (laughs) um so where do you think that sunset park lands on that scale this week actually the funny thing is after we went through all that this movie is like barely touching my hair this movie is barely barely wearing shorts out i mean yeah. i'll say it's just shorts out but they're wearing sneakers you know because anything this movie actually wanted to do to tell a story about black youth in brooklyn in the 90s it, 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 we didn't even get there yeah we, we didn't even get on the train we didn't even get on the bus as spike once said we didn't even <laughs> get on the bus we didn't even we we they barely watched basketball to understand the sport to write the script like yeah. it, it it's it wasn't interesting it had nothing to say about black people it had nothing to say about like race relations honestly except like what's it like to be white and she didn't even really answer the question <laughs> so with that, can you imagine have... if she was like it's fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> bro I thought you'd never ask let me <laughs> watch me pay the tab right here. Watch me pay the tab. They're going to give just, me money back. Watch me just walk out. <laughs> but you have to stay here. You have to stay here. And wash the dishes. Yeah. She, she should have touched <laughs> Busy B's chest and healed his wound on sight. Like, <laughs> I mean, this movie didn't make no goddamn sense. It was so boring and didn't even understand the sport it was writing about. Like... This is this is not this is not it, y'all. This is no. not it. Like barely, barely one out of five. Yeah, I'd give it short to the winter as well, just because like I don't think I'll remember this movie two months from now. Like I think yeah. I, it, it's gonna go in and out. I barely again, because of the incoherent editing of it, remembered it when we were talking Here. about it. It's in like, the moment. <laughs> I think it's it's one of those that like it's innocuous enough that I mean, it's there. Like, the white saviorism is very much there. And sure. even in all the, like, descriptions that you see on Amazon and Tubi and other places, like, race is very prominently in the descriptor where it's, like, a white woman. <laughs> a white <laughs> An alabaster. <laughs> Goddess. Goes to Brooklyn <laughs> to coach these niggers. <laughs> oh, my God. And you're like, damn, this is going to be so, like, real hard-headed. And then, yeah, like, they go to a deli and talk about... (laughs) They go to a deli and, like, ask each other what it's like to be each other's race. (laughs) Take a a fucking census. How many black people live in your building? There's my my doorman, there's the mailman, and there's my dad. That's three. But, oh, wait, wait, wait. You got to have a character in there who ain't got no dad, so he doesn't even have that. (laughs) So there's two. Yeah. wasn't it so i mean yeah nothing to see here really um you could you can definitely skip this one uh but 
if we're gonna recommend some movies, damn, I might as well recommend Air Bud right now. I was yeah. Air Bud. <laughs> I want to see the cut of Air Bud where he bit a black guy. <laughs> oh, no. If Air Bud was in this movie, don't put like, that. I don't know who to fight. Don't put that on Air Bud. <laughs> Is Air Bud racist? Don't. Don't Is put, racist? Don't put that don't put that out there. I thought Airbud was I thought he was one of us. I thought he was down down with us. I like Airbud. No Bud. black kids on that team. You don't know. There was no black kids on that team. That is a true statement. <laughs> the deleted scene from Airbud where the black kid walks into tryouts and Airbud just starts showing his teeth. Sorry, Jamal, you're not gonna make the team. It's, uh... <laughs> it's okay. Science was my favorite subject anyway. <laughs> That year, that year, Jamal won the science fair <laughs> over Faith. Over Faith Evans, hopeful. Nah, Airbud won the science fair too. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jamal is Jamal has an enemy of Airbud. Yeah, Jamal got a second place in the science fair yeah. behind Airbud, who also won the championship. <laughs> Airbud Air took his girl to prom. <laughs> <laughs> Airbud was like, "I'm watching you, nigga." <laughs> Um, <laughs> don't come but, around my way i mean really any 90s basketball movie you know what i mean if you want to watch above the rim better than this if you want to yep. watch you got game better than way this. better than this um even the movie like a coach carter or you know what i mean like they're not great movies yeah. but they are better than this you know yeah. like <laughs> more enjoyable than this so Take your pick. Pick a pick a '90s basketball movie that we haven't covered here already, uh, and and it's probably better than this. Yeah, it's probably more interesting than this. Um, Cameron, do you have any recommendations? Uh, I brought up Clockers earlier. That yeah, hmm. check that out. All right. <laughs> it, I, I, I mean, it it, it, it kind of has nothing to do with this because it's not about basketball. It's about drug dealers, but it's about young black kids in Brooklyn. And if you're mm-hmm. looking for that, like urban plight it's yeah. so hard you kind of do get that there mm-hmm. and it is about anxiety it is about anxiety among black youth um because that's what the character is dealing with specifically is dealing with the anxiety of being a drug dealer <laughs> which is a lot i would assume well yeah could have had terrence Howard do that you know but ah uh, makai beat him to it and yeah. he also doesn't <laughs> makai also didn't have his own math so that probably helped nah, him get the that's true <laughs> Well, Cam, tell everybody what you got you got going on, what people should be looking out for from you. Um, you can catch me on the Instagrams and the Twitters at TheBlipster1138. I'm getting these jokes off still. We laughing. Uh, we got some sketch comedy coming through soon. We also, um, I don't know, we paid rent last month. It was all right. Hey. <laughs> there uh, we go. There it is. There it is. And, and Eric Sometimes Adams, New York, like no less. In- <laughs> <laughs> the city with swag yeah. Mm, yeah and not enough garbage men yeah um well i'm jordan clark you can catch me on twitter and instagram at jrsosa18 jrsosa18 samurai sonia is ending this month in october but never fear because i'll be back with more red sonia stuff in december red oh. sonia hell sonia coming out oh. there and then hopefully more comics coming out after that uh, <laughs> it's all a work in progress but there's things that i hopefully will be able to talk about soon um awesome. if you want to reach out to us you can reach us at white underscore pod on twitter 
maybe we'll get an Instagram. Maybe we'll get a TikTok. I don't know. We're, we're looking into those things. We're looking into it. Uh, I'd definitely be looking at TikTok. Yeah. So maybe we should make one. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, reach out to us there. Reach out to us at the at the email. White people won't save you pod at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts. Send us your movie recommendations. All of that good stuff. Um, as we fail to say, but we should say more often, if you want to rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff on whatever podcasting service you listen Please to. Please do. We always appreciate that. That definitely helps get those computers peating, get that algorithm working, <laughs> get us in front of more eyes. So Shout out Cam. Uh, shout out to Cam. Dipset. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's going to do it for us this week, and we'll be back next week with more Calcastity. Peace. Peace. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.